Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Yesterday I used a passage from Colossians chapter 1, verse 1 through 14, and you're welcome to reread that. I'm not going to reread it today, but Paul is addressing the church at Colossae, and he's sharing with them the importance of loving each other and, and being brothers and sisters in Christ and living a life worthy of the Lord. And folks, uh, we certainly need to do that. I'd like to continue that today. Our Heavenly Father, open doors in our hearts, in our minds. May we see you. May we see you clearly. Lord, if there's some out there that are have struggling in their lives or struggling in their spiritual walk, maybe they're struggling within their church, Lord, that they would seek you and they would ask you to forgive them, forgive them of their attitudes and to get them straightened out so they could love and encourage people within their church body. Lord, we don't need people leaving church bodies. We need to get more people that aren't churched into our churches. Lord, we're not in a church competition, as you know, Lord. You want everybody to come to know you. The church is all those who believe. Lord, thank you for the many, many churches that are out there that are touching lives. The many churches in the Treasure Valley that are changing lives because they're preaching your word. Fill them, Lord, with your people. Help us to be ministers wherever we go. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you know, these people in the Colossae, their faith was strong. They believed in the Lord Jesus, even though some of them, you know, they were a little messed up with their beliefs. But, you know, you run into that. We run into that in all our churches. People get going, and they get their own way, and they, they, they veer from the Word of God, and they try to make the Word of God mold around who they are instead of, molding to the things God has for us. question we need to look at is this. What is your church, and what are you known for? When people hear your name, or they hear the name of your church, what do they think? Do they think you're just another church? Or do they say this? One thing about that church is they love people. They forgive people. They teach people. And it's not about their church. It's not about, oh, if you only come to our church, it's a one only true church. People of God, that's a good way to keep people away from church. Encourage people. Encourage people to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, and mind. We need to have churches involved with helping the city, the cities around us and the world. You know, I am so thankful to have friends in churches that are just touching lives all over the place. See, Paul and Timothy prayed that the church would be strengthened with power. People, we need our churches strengthened with power, with the Holy Spirit power moving in the lives of the people, that we could grow each and every day and be about his business, not to judge one church or another or get in, into the church numbers game. Oh, our church is bigger than your church. Your church is bigger than my church. Our, your church is struggling. My church is. I mean, how ridiculous is that? The church is a body of Christ. We want to reach people for Jesus. He didn't give us a criteria of what the size of the church should be. He wanted us to reach people, those that need to know God, bring them into the fellowship, bring them to him first and foremost. I remember a guy one time, they went on a revival in the summertime, at least the story goes, that they've started leading kids to Christ all summer long. They led 400 kids to Christ in the Visalia, California area. 
And so what they did, they didn't have room in, in any one church, so they started dispersing the kids into different youth groups. They'd have different youth pastors, and they would get them plugged in. So a number of the churches took a big bunch of youth in because they gave their hearts to Christ. And you know how that started? One guy led another. Two of them went out and led two more. Two more led four, four, eight, eight, sixteen, thirty-two, sixty-four, one twenty-eight, two fifty-six, five twelve, thousand twenty-four, two thousand forty-eight, and so on and so on. But it was only four hundred, so it didn't stopped at four hundred. I just get, sometimes I get into the multiples. I'm a math guy. I get in the multiples. I just keep adding. But that's what God did in the church in the New Testament. See, people must take initiative to act. What are you doing to act? What are you doing to make a difference? What are you doing to be the church that God wants you to be? To be the person in that church that God wants you to be? You know, one of our church members came to me. They said, can we start a group? We're struggling with some issues. and We need some accountability. Do you mind if we start a group? We're ready to run with it. I said, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's go. Let's get moving. Let's, let's do something to help people. But we must strengthen, be strengthened through the power of God. He wants us to step out. He wants us to do something about his work. I love it when people say, hey, we want to do something. Let's get going. And sometimes people say, well, Pastor, we need to start this program. I say, well, we can start this program. And if and the program goes, and sometimes it fails. Sometimes it just doesn't do well. Then you know what you do? As Rick Warren would say, give it a good burial and try something else. I like that. It made a lot of sense to me. There's things that we just keep doing in a church because we've always done it that way. Well, Pastor, we've always had a Sunday night service. You know, I know there's only 10 or 12 people, but we've always done it. We've got to continue to do it. There is times that we need to bury things and do something else. Now, I'm not telling you not to have a Sunday night service. I think it's awesome when people have Sunday night services. But sometimes there's small group ministries. Sometimes there's other ways to go. But, you know, we want to do what's being effective for the kingdom of God. These guys in, in, in the Church of Colossae, they knew it wasn't going to be easy. But God needed people that were in for the long haul, that would stick with it, to get things done. We all know people in life, when it's rough, when the things get rough, they take off and they run. They can't handle the pressure. Folks, I don't like pressure. I don't like situational things. I'm not somebody who loves confrontation. It's not my favorite thing to do. And if it was my favorite thing to do, I would probably have some problems of my own. If you want to be powerful for the Lord, then I would encourage you, when you're discouraged, to pick it up. Don't give up and press on to the high calling of God. Paul and Timothy prayed that the church would joyfully give thanks to God. We must take time to thank God for his bountiful blessings and for all he is doing and all he wants to do, to rejoice that we live in a free country, to rejoice that we have a place to meet and that we have food on our tables and that we have people around us that love us. Even when we do weird things, and boy, sometimes we do some weird things, and I'm probably talking about me more than you. As individuals, we must continue to grow in Christ. Some might say, well, that's up to you, Pastor. No, that's up to you to commit yourself to the Word of God and to pray and to faithfulness. It's up to me to help you learn and grow through preaching and teaching and loving you. We live in a world that we are looking for someone to blame for our spiritual walk. When things aren't going well, we're looking for someone to blame. 
when you stand before Almighty God, you stand before one of your, you're not standing before one of your pastors, you're standing before Almighty God giving an account for your life. You know, Saul, who was later referred to as Paul, spread the news of Christ in Jerusalem. The disciples were a little afraid of him because of his past reputation. But God used him. You see, God can use anybody. Here, Saul, who was Paul, and when he was Saul, he was t- torturing the Christians, and he was, he was doing everything he could to keep people away from Christ. But when he had a relationship with God, that changed, and he became an apostle. He became a man that was possessed in the area of Jesus Christ. He was possessed with Jesus Christ so much that he wanted people not to die, not to perish, not knowing his Lord. Acts chapter 9, verse 31 says, Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace. It was strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It grew in numbers, living in the fear of the Lord. The church was strengthened, folks. It was encouraged by the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit of God who is here to help the church today that the church would be a blazing fire for Jesus Christ. When I mean the church again, I mean the body of Christ, the body of believers. I mean you who are listening today. Are you a blazing fire for Jesus Christ? Or are you just a little match light? Who are you? What are you about? What is your life showing? What happens when you're around a house that goes up in flames? Your attention is brought to it, and you watch what is happening. Hopefully the world will see Jesus so brightly in your lives. They will want to know what it is that you have and why God is working so powerfully in your life. People of God, the power of God is awesome. The power of God is available to each and every one of you. The question is, what are you doing with it? What are you doing to make a difference? How are you standing up? Are you being like the church at Colossae? That you're having brothers and sisters and you're helping each other, you're bearing fruit, it says, in every good way? You're being strengthened by the power of God every day? That he's given you patience? And he's given you joyful thanks? Are you thankful that you're a Christian? Are you thankful that you're a child of Almighty God and that he has a great plan for your life? Are you fulfilling that plan? Are you just kind of rotating in and out every single day? You turn the radio on, now again you hear a Christian minister sharing something of truth. You pop into a church one Sunday or another and and hear a message. You think, oh, that's all right. That's a good message. Oh, man, we sang some good Christian songs. What is your life? What is your yearning? What is your desire? What is your passion? Is Jesus your passion? Is Jesus the main influence in your life, or is there everything else around you? I'm hoping and praying it's Jesus, because he loves you. He has an incredible plan for your life, and I'm telling you what, it's contagious to serve Jesus. It's contagious to love him. We want people to catch what we have. We want people to know our Lord and Savior, and that someday they will spend eternity with him forever and ever, and we could rejoice every day. 
we will have a joyous existence in heaven. Lord bless you, folks. Have a great day. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.